Hi there, this is Alana Terry with the Successful Writer Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about jealousy and the problems that come when we do a lot of comparing our work or our success or our sales or our fans to other authors in our industry. So let's dive in. I want to start by introducing the concept of limiting beliefs, which is something you may be super familiar with or vaguely familiar with or haven't heard of at all. So basically, a limiting belief is something that you either consciously or subconsciously have told yourself and believe it to be true, even if it isn't. And there are tons of limiting beliefs that can negatively impact us as writers. So if you say things to yourself like, oh, people don't want to spend money on books, or the only way to sell books is to write in this genre, or something like that, those are all limiting beliefs. And so if you firmly believe that nobody can make a living selling books and writing books in your genre, well, you're not going to be trying all that hard or act like you're all that motivated to earn a living in that genre. And your limiting beliefs can even come out in the way you interact with your readers. So if you have a limiting belief that says, my readers are only going to buy my books if they're free or 99 cents, nobody's going to actually pay money to read my book. If you believe that even on a subconscious level, your readers are going to pick up on that in the way that you talk about your emails, even in your marketing, if every single book you put up for sale and a week later it's 99 cents because you want to boost up your rank to feel good about yourself, your readers are going to realize, oh, this person always puts their books at 99 cents or all I need to do is wait a month and this book's going to be free. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You say nobody's going to pay full price for my book. And then nobody does because you're kind of presenting that. Or, or we can even come across as apologetic in the emails we write and things like that. And so how we talk about our books is impacted by our limiting beliefs. And that can have a direct impact on sales. So if you send out an email to your newsletter and you're very apologetic and it's, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just kind of wanted you to know I've got this book. Yeah, I know it, it's been a while since I've written something. I really hope you haven't forgotten about me. They're going to kind of catch that you're not enthusiastic and confident about it. Whereas if you're, if you're enthusiastic and confident, it'll be, hey, this book is out. I hope you guys are going to love it. I know you're going to love it. I can't wait for you to read it. They're going to pick up on that too. So let's talk now about limiting beliefs, just as it does pertain to jealousy, because they go hand in hand a lot. So one way that jealousy can kind of feed into these limiting beliefs that we have is this idea that reader A is only going to read and buy so many books. So let's say reader A buys one novel in your genre a month, and if they're not buying your book, they're buying your competition's book. Now, we totally get that there are some readers on a budget, but we're really, when we're talking about the whale readers, which is what the industry calls people who are just going to devour books, they don't really care. So it's important to think about the fact that when Sally Booklover buys a book, by another author in your genre, it might feel to you like that other author 
has taken money off your plate and food off your table because the reader has bought their book and not yours. But really, if your books are good and if you're doing a good job getting your books out there, in most cases, Sally Book Lover's not going to have an either or. If she's going to like books in that genre, she's going to buy books in that genre. And now I know that for us as authors, it might be a little different. Our time is limited. Sometimes our budget is limited. Maybe we do have to be kind of that careful about how many books we buy. But the bulk of the readers that we're marketing to, that's not on their mind. It's not, oh, I would love this book. It's $4.99. If it were $3.99, I really would buy it. In general, and yes, I know there are some readers who will, you know, put limits on and things like that. But in general, when a reader buys a book from another author in your genre, it's not necessarily because they're, that author is stealing your customer, right? Because after she reads that book, she might want a new book just like that and turn to yours. So it's really important when we're talking about the indie author community, no matter what genre you're writing, it's important not to see other writers in your genre as your competition, especially if you start thinking about these whale readers who can read a book a day. I'm not writing a book a day. My guess is you're not writing a book a day. And so it's good that you can expect that that reader's going to have other really good authors and really good books to read while they're waiting for your next book or your next series, as opposed to a genre where there's really not great writing at all, people aren't going to want to try that genre. But if you're in a genre with lots of other great authors who are really killing it in that genre, they're basically creating more demand for books in that genre. So we want to always be encouraging the readers in our genre to be reading a lot in our genre, not just from us, but from other authors. And so one of these limiting beliefs is this idea that if you're not going to buy a book from me, then that sale is going to go to my competitor. And therefore my competitor has taken food off my table. But really, no, uh, an avid reader is going to read avidly. <laughs> and so stop thinking about the, the buyer's uh, behavior as either or. Because in most cases, it can be both and. And so that's one area where we just don't want jealousy to creep in. And another reason for that is, like I said, we want to be encouraging really good books in the genre that we write in. Because that does create more readers in that genre. And what happens is when we're jealous, we are wishing that other people, even if it's on a subconscious level, we're wishing that the person we're jealous of isn't that successful when really we want them to be as successful as possible because that's going to create more demand in the readers of that genre. So there's one other way that I want to talk about this idea of jealousy and limiting beliefs. This is what I've been very, very guilty of. I will see somebody in the author space who is really successful and feel jealous of them. And so I will invent a reason why they're successful. I'll say something like, oh, well, they started Facebook ads when you could get two cent clicks. And so of course they're doing great. 
or I'll come up with other reasons why, well, of course that person is successful. They got, you know, this lucky break handed to them. And so I'm kind of reinforcing some of my limiting beliefs. Like in the first example, person X started marketing their books with Facebook ads back when you could get two or three cent clicks. Yes, I wish I could have gotten in on that. But if I focus on that, and if I say that is the reason this author is successful, it's reinforcing this limiting belief that in order to be successful, you had to have started, you know, two or three years ago when Facebook ads were that cheap. And so if I really bought into that limiting belief, I would say, oh, it's not even worthwhile for me to try doing ads because the golden age of ads is over. And that's, you know, that's a limiting belief that would have kept me from going out there, putting my books out there, starting these ads. And so we don't want to let our jealousy of others create limiting beliefs in our own lives that are kind of going to sabotage our own careers. You get what I mean? So here's another one that I've done that I've been guilty of. I'll see somebody who is successful and talking about, you know, earning six figures and stuff like that. But they're talking to authors, teaching authors how they did it. So in my mind, I will say, well, of course, you made six figures with your books because you've built this whole nonfiction audience. And that's probably where the bulk of your money comes from, right? I didn't want to start a podcast for writers or record courses for writers and have other people look at me that way. And so I had to go back and look, oh, okay, I am earning six figures in a year. Now I feel like I can go out and, and teach these courses and, and do this podcast. Now I can say I'm a six-figure author. And I did that before I had built up an audience in the nonfiction world. But there's a couple things that I have to say about that. So one, I do think that, yes, if you're taking advice from people, you do want to kind of know that they have a proven track record, right? But there's a few other things to that also that I want to discuss because my limiting belief about this, it wasn't this, oh, well, I shouldn't ever record a podcast until I can say I'm a six-figure writer or something like that. My limiting belief was the opposite. It was the only way that you can really earn a good living as an, as an author is to sell courses and do podcasts and things like that. Whereas, like I said, it was important for me just kind of to not only to prove to myself, but I guess to have the feeling that I was in a position where it would make sense for me to start teaching others. I wanted to know that, yes, I could do this with just the fiction. And because my limiting belief had been the only way you can get really, really successful is if you do fiction and nonfiction, because with nonfiction, you can do things like courses or coaching or whatever. And, and that was a limiting belief for me. It was this belief that people don't really make six figures just on fiction, or if they do, they're in genres that aren't my genre. And all of those limiting beliefs can sabotage our own success. If I didn't believe that, hey, you know what, I think I can make six figures a year selling Christian fiction books at $3.99 and $4.99 price points. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't have invested the time and energy and money into learning ads and things like that. That limiting belief would have stopped me. And so I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And it really did start for me with jealousy because I would see other people that I really admired. And that was the first thing I told myself. It was, well, of course, they're successful because they're 
they're writing their fiction, but they're also doing books for authors. They're doing courses for authors. They're building up an audience. And we just, we, we don't need to be jealous because when we get jealous of somebody, we really do try to create these explanations for why they're successful and we're not. And if we kind of own those, those turn into these limiting beliefs that we're talking about that really do sabotage our success. So I know that doesn't necessarily make it easy, right? It's like saying, well, if you want to be a more prolific writer, go and write more books, right? It's not telling us how to stop being envious of others. So I do want to leave you with just one real practical way that you can help if there is somebody that you do find yourself getting jealous of. So first of all, identify somebody that you, you do feel jealous of, or at the very least, you very much admire the success that they have. And then instead of coming up with all the reasons why they're successful and you're not, look at that person as an example of what you could achieve too. So instead of saying, well, yes, this person can write that many books a year because they don't have kids and their spouse works a good job and so they can pay for all the editing and I'm pinching pennies. Instead of saying things like that, just identify this person that you feel envious of and make them an example of, you know what? They've paved the way. They have proven that you can earn six figures or seven figures or whatever it is. Or, you know, even if it's not about the money or number of book sales, they've proven that you could write a book a month and do it without, you know, killing your health or something like that. So use them as your inspiration as opposed to someone you're envious of. And then the other thing is just remember this idea that in general, when we are jealous of somebody, what we want to do is we want to subconsciously, I know that we're not like all this evil on the outside, but there's part of us often that subconsciously wishes um, negative things to happen to them because we, we don't feel like they deserve that success. And so when you're feeling envious of somebody, what really helps me when I'm in that position is to wish even more success for them. And that helps me get over this, oh, well, I don't. I don't want to see them succeed because I wish that I were in their position. And the last thing is to just keep this mindset shift in mind that someone else's success isn't taking away success for you. It really is just paving the way for, uh, for you to achieve that same success. So I, I think I've shared once before the story. I have an author friend who got a, uh, a book deal, like a book to movie deal or a TV series. I, I don't even remember the details now, but I, I was very jealous of this person until I realized, you know what? This person, yes, had a major breakthrough. And I could have just said, well, you know, she's successful because she got lucky or she knew the right person. And so it's never going to happen to me because I'm not lucky and I don't know the right person, right? You can see how that thinking isn't going to be conducive to moving forward in any kind of achievement, right? But instead, what I thought was, you know what? Yeah, I wish it would have been me. That would have been cool. But I really want her her movie and her TV show to succeed because that's going to prove to the production studios what a great need there is for Christian TV shows, Christian movies. And they're going to start looking for more authors and maybe I'll show up on their radar. And even if I don't, Yes, we should be happy for the blessings and successes of others just because that's, you know, the right thing to do. So all things to keep in mind when you struggle with jealousy. I hope that this has been 
encouraging and inspiring to you. Maybe you're blessed with a personality that doesn't get jealous of people to begin with. And if so, I would love to know some of your secrets. So have a great day and we'll see you next time.